Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of Wabi Sabi with Jio. And today I have with me my best friend Anvi. She's graduated from University of Pennsylvania and she majored in computer science. So she's currently working at Snapchat. And more than any of this, she's a wonderful, strong, you know, very supportive and such a loving person. And that makes, you know, like, her my best friend like i totally love her oh thank you for that very kind introduction <laughs> so i'm so happy that i'm starting this episode with you because you know like i've seen your journey so closely and it only makes sense that more people get to know about it so welcome to the show thank you so much i'm so happy to be here and so excited to be a part of this amazing podcast <laughs> <laughs> So, so Anvi, um, you know, I want to start off by asking you, so you always um, did want to go and pursue your education abroad or? Um, yes, I think it wasn't so much that I wanted to pursue my education abroad as it was just um going through the Indian education system over time, I obviously realized that this isn't great. And this, you know, that there are all of these problems that shouldn't exist. And I want something better for myself. And of course, thanks to the privileges that, that I grew up with, I was able to seek that better thing. Um, yeah. That's that's really what happened. I think uh, I, I this is funny, actually. I think the first person who introduced me to some to like a bigger dream was you. <laughs> I remember that either fifth or sixth class, <laughs> mein, you talked about how much you would love to go to Harvard. And I was like, oh, what's Harvard? <laughs> and, and so I obviously went and looked it up and I was like, wow, I like told my parents, did you know there is something more prestigious than these IITs you talk about? It's called Harvard. <laughs> and, and that's sort of when my uh, view shifted that, oh, like there are better things out there and I don't have to settle for this thing that makes me unhappy. I think it was recently also that you shared like a screenshot of one of the mails that I'd sent to you and it had <laughs> university. It had a list of universities and I'd written, hey Anvi, check them out. And <laughs> yes. So it's thanks to you that all of this has happened. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, good throwback. <laughs> so let's 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 talk about your journey in Penn, right? I think um, we both hail from Indore, and Anvi was one of the first few people who actually from Indore had gotten into a prestigious university like Penn. And when when she got into Penn. Um, I remember there were a lot of hoardings all around Indore, you know, a few of the coaching centers and there was like a huge article in the newspaper and there were interviews and, you know, because she was one of the very first few ones. And um, so how was, you know, like 
you obviously had that taste of success in indore you got that sort of you know that like paparazzi moment and then <laughs> how was your journey at pen how did it feel um it was very anticlimactic i went from this having these like holdings and um being considered so smart and like so successful or um whatever like whatever other words people might use uh to uh, cut a pen and for my very first class my very first um homework that was assigned to me i looked at the questions and i was like what how am i supposed to do this and um and so this class was called discrete math um and i i i struggled so much through this class most of the content that was taught in the class were things that i knew things that i had learned in school and yet i struggled so much with the content um when when i was in school i think a lot of things came naturally to me and i didn't really even know what struggling to learn something meant and it was only at pen that i realized that things no longer come naturally to me things that are taught to me i just want uh, i just i'm so sorry i just want to add an incident um it was in i think class 5th or 6th and anvi and i were in the same school and i think uh, we were basically it was the stepping stones that we were taught hcm and lcm and anvi was the only girl in our class who knew how to solve them like i think in a combined way and get the get to the answer she was the only girl <laughs> and the maths teacher our maths teacher like you should love anvi because and she, like made us clap for you because you were the only girl who answered correctly combined way and i think she was just like so um yeah so i think you were always a very bright student very academically you know oriented and very good at a lot of math uh since the very beginning yeah exactly yeah yeah oh no i'm happy that you shared this anecdote i think ki <laughs> ha like you know i come from this come from having experienced all of this to suddenly like struggling terribly with uh math which i was supposed to be good at um so it was it was like my world fell apart really like i think for the longest time my identity had become um the smart girl you know um and and suddenly i was not that suddenly i was i was getting 40 out of 100 in my homeworks and uh in my exams and i was i and it wasn't like i wasn't studying it was i was spending all of my time studying for these classes and yet struggling so much um and and so i reached a point in my throughout my first and second year of college actually where i was I I had this identity crisis and I didn't really understand who I was anymore and I kept battling with um like the the floor sort of uh shifting from under my feet right so yeah. so I mean things were not as easy um probably you know um 
that you thought they might be at pen and there was like a certain imposter syndrome like sort of you fell through that time period that you know definitely i think uh, uh there was definitely a lot of imposter syndrome as well and the funniest thing is that every single person at pen unless you're a legacy student of course um feels that imposter syndrome every single student at all of these colleges feels that imposter syndrome where they truly feel like they don't belong in this institution yeah. um and i think i felt that too often that i was like if i'm doing so badly like do i really deserve to be here um, so it like you actually were questioning yourself at a certain point in time exactly yeah like all and almost every day it wasn't even like one fleeting thought it was something that was weighing over me for two whole years um probably when you hear you know anybody getting into pen or any ivy league as a matter of fact and you just feel wow you know the life is sorted and i would like i think till a certain degree you would still feel ki yes there are so many plethora of opportunities and you get access to but i think you know your story tells so much about how life like is a constant work in progress it's not just like you get somewhere and everything is like sorted it's like a constant work in progress and that's a right yeah yeah i think i think you picked up on something so important i think that a lot of us growing up school mein had this idea ki okay like once we get into the perfect college like our life is set but it's really not <laughs> yeah so mm-hmm. when you felt that sort of identity crisis um how did you like deal with it um what was your you know i matlab I'm, i'm sure it was very difficult back then but what were the solutions that you took to sort of settle yourself battle the inner struggles that you were facing um i think that two of the biggest things were uh seeking therapy and leaning on friends and leaning on mentors um i i uh, i i was fortunate enough that my university had good uh, psychological services and i could see a therapist uh, on a weekly basis and talk to them about uh, the identity crisis that i was facing and the imposter syndrome that i was facing and i think talking through it um was a great point of growth for me it was also the very first time i had ever gone to therapy really um so it was it was just this like breakthrough in terms of oh this this is how you can work through problems this is how you can uh deal with such burdensome issues that weigh on your mind and live with you for so long um so that was a big one the other one is leaning on friends and leaning on mentors um it was so important for me to see that i was not the only one dealing with this for me to realize that almost everyone around me was also dealing with this and that i could talk to them about it um and so making those leaning on those friends and um discussing sort of being like open being vulnerable with them about this which i don't think that uh anvi in school would have been um like 
so sort of opening up that way also really helped um and when i say mentors i mean just like women in engineering women older than me uh, a couple of years above me talking to them and asking them questions about how they dealt with it when they felt it and how they navigated all of these things that seemed so hard and impossible to me um also really helped um that's sort of why like i think that you know having that representation was so important right so you know like we had mentioned how you were very academically bright and you were always one of the you know topper ones and you know smart girl as you put it so when you were going something like this and you i mean you obviously were having you know self doubts and a lot of questioning yourself like you mentioned you felt like you did not deserve being in this place and how did you come was how did you find the courage to sort of be vulnerable after having been labeled as a certain you know smart girl did it somewhere uh because i'm sure a little bit of pride was also there everybody has that certain level of pride self respect ego so how was that process like where you know you wanted to be vulnerable but you were like what if they are doing better than i am and that would hit my image and like that conflicting feelings how did you deal with that um that's that's a great question and i think that with a lot of friends i really couldn't and i think um what you said about how, what are they going to think of me how is this going to affect my image continued to play a part in um what i shared with them and just like our friendship overall as well um but then there were several other friends that i made in college who were so vulnerable with me and that encouraged me to be vulnerable with them and not just that so many of my friends that i made along the way also came from extremely different backgrounds from mine and sort of seeing the way they had grown up and the differences in our um privileges and differences in our upbringings uh that also made me uh see that yes like there is an element of imposter syndrome here but there's also an element of you know i got here yes i got here due to luck yes i got here due to privilege uh and that doesn't change you know yeah. like so many people who deserve to be here did not get a chance to be here hmm and so the conversation slowly turned towards okay so now how do i use this privilege now that i have this chance how do i use this chance to do better to sort of like make the world a better place in the most idealistic sense right so i think a very important aspect that you brought was when you saw people being a little vulnerable with you sharing their struggles that's how i think you also sort of got rid of from those inhibitions that you had with respect to you know your journey and that's such right. an important yeah, part absolutely yeah yeah i think that so much of it is just like you know like you just have to do it and that creates like a safe space for the other person to do it sometimes even though i think that even in the friendships where maybe i didn't feel comfortable being vulnerable if i had taken the first step i think that it would have elevated the friendship to a greater right. level of connection right right 
do you think somewhere like even though um and i'll come to the snapchat snapchat part later as because you are a part of social media i just wanted to know your views that do you think even though internet has you know facilitated um like getting connected with each other like on a deeper level has brought the medium of connecting do you think somewhere we still are actually not that connected with with our probably closed ones or you know what are your thoughts on that i definitely agree with you that even though there is that um, sort of feeling of connectedness um it's not real connection i think that uh i think that so much of like social media behavior is just us trying to show that we have this perfect life right and um sort of what we just talked about 5 minutes ago like real connection does come from being vulnerable with each other and you will never see anyone being vulnerable on social media i mean when they do it's like amazing and it's like such a cultural yeah. moment but it's it's not common it's usually just oh look at my amazing life and all of this fun i'm having yeah um, yeah so there's no doubt that it uh, it isn't real connection and it also is like i mean there's so much research on this too right like how much it negatively affects our mental health right so i think my next question will be you know like in um relevance to what we just spoke about um you are basically in snapchat it's one of the like leading tech companies um and you, obviously it's like a part of social media you know like because you are behind the scenes what would your take be and what would your advice and insights be on how that how can people use social media mindfully how can they like try to make it a more safer and more like good men- good medium for their own mental health right i think that's a great question and i think that it's i mean it's still something that i continue to try and figure out for myself too um but i think the right balance is really just um being very thoughtful about your consumption um mm. cuz i think we all have this habit of mindlessly scrolling through social media and i think that what you said about being more mindful about social media would mean thinking about why you're opening this app right now and right. how is opening this app making you feel how is looking at this certain story or this certain post making you feel and if it's making you feel bad then why are you looking at it like unfollow that person block that person you know um of course it's like easier said than done yeah. but um i think i think that that's really what it would take for us i mean the most radical thing to do would obviously be to just not be on social media altogether um like despite like coming from someone who is working at a social media company i yeah. would definitely encourage people to not be on social media except although you can be on snapchat snapchat is not really a social media company <laughs> it is just to connect with people <laughs> uh, i am sure snapchat people are super proud of you right now and with the lad you are getting promoted <laughs> um but no i think snapchat too has vicious ways of 
getting your attention and uh, yeah notifications is also such a big thing right like yeah. making sure that these apps get your attention when you want to give them attention and uh, not when they need more metrics better metrics or whatever yeah um, yeah well, um you know you also talked about self awareness you know like when you talked about mindfully using uh, technology and all of that right so i think my quick question regarding self awareness for you would be do you work daily on being more self aware and if yes how is it how, what do you do um i definitely aim to work daily on being more self aware uh i don't think that i ever put in the ideal amount of effort but mm-hmm. i mean that's the goal right i think self awareness can come from self awareness is not just about like yourself but also about the world outside of you mm-hmm. and so uh be like thinking about social issues um reading about other people's experiences is so important too uh reading in general obviously helps um but also like active listening um when you're talking to someone like truly trying to empathize with them and sort of internalizing their experiences um and then on a more personal level i think it is just okay how do i like grow today how do i be better today yeah and taking steps towards that like really i mean therapy also therapy helps so much so therapy right. is like the best tool for self awareness but also just on a daily practicing those tools that you take from therapy um and connecting with what you're feeling connecting with your thoughts for me i think um awareness should be every single second you know like being able to like assess your strengths and weaknesses and trying more experiences trying to like read more talk to more people and then introspecting constantly as to why you react it could could be some wound that suddenly like bursts open so i think if like the daily introspection keeps on happening is when you kind of realize more and more about your own self yeah that makes perfect sense exactly yeah. sort of like being able to step out of your own body and see, look at yourself and be like why are you feeling this way babe what are you exactly. doing exactly yeah there are still setbacks at you know like your work life how are you tackling them now and how has your approach to uh, in tackling your setbacks today changed from how you tackled them like previously I think what you said about introspection is so correct. Uh it's so accurate. I think in the past very similar to what you just said. I I think in the past it has often been not really introspecting in that sense like not really trying to connect the dots about no. um my feelings and my experiences. Um and more recently i think with a lot of issues that i have faced i have been able to connect those dots i have been able to not just see um what my own personal experiences um are doing to affect what i'm feeling but also what our social experiences and our political experiences are doing uh, to affect what i'm feeling 
um so whenever i have issues at work it, it's not just like thinking about um okay like first of all how how big of a deal is it right like it's it's just one small like what whatever one bad performance review let's say like it's just one bad performance review how 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 much is it going to matter like in the next 6 months like once i have the next performance review once i've done the work that i need to do mm. or um even just thinking wow like performance reviews are are just a way for capitalism to keep us in line you know what i mean <laughs> so it's just like yeah. all of those layers of unpacking that need to happen to um sort of find a way to be calm about this new problem that has arisen in life so you talked about how you were going through that identity crisis right and it was like a significant sort of aspect about your life which was very difficult which kind of you know did it shape you in some way like did it like mold you and what sort of a person did it make you um i think it molded me in incredible ways really uh i think that it was truly one of the biggest turning points for for my life for me uh, as like a growing uh, adult um i think that uh, i came from being this smart person who didn't really respect others and who was very unkind um to the people around her because she thought that like being smart made her better than others in some ways um to realizing that well okay the thing that i used to think made me better than others is not me anymore like i'm not that person anymore mm-hmm. um so then why do i still have this shitty behavior you know why what's 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 going on here um yeah. and i think those those realizations and then also what i told you about like privilege and sort of talking to people with different kinds of privileges like lack of privileges um made me realize that uh like the only way to move on from on all of this and the biggest take away from all of this is that i need to be kinder I don't need to be the smartest person in the room but I want to try and be a kind person you know or like yeah just like keep trying to do better by others and in turn do better by myself wow <laughs> that's so really this pretty about me <laughs> and I'm so happy to see your growth anvi and I'm not talking about oh you know you're working at snapchat i'm talking about you as a person coming from that major setback where you felt that sort of identity crisis to accepting yourself who as who you are to being more kind to other people and to be actually aware and showing gratitude towards the same set of people and i think that's just beautiful oh i that means so much thank you Yes. So thank you so much for sharing your journey. It means a lot. Thank you so much for having me. I had such a blast. You really? <laughs> I really did. <laughs>